Welcome, gorgeous human, to your power podcast. My name is Em Rose, and I am a business, brain health, and personal development coach. I combine the passion that I have for science-based personal development with the experience that I have in business, and every day I get to work with powerful humans who want to create big, bold lives. I am here to educate you on the innate systems, processes, and functions that got me to where I am today. Those being the power of your brain, the profound functions of your body, and the compounding behaviors that we can use to leverage them. I am encouraging change in the narrative of what it means to create a big life. And that is by choosing to instead focus on the science of small behaviors. I educate on the tools behind the tools. I remove the bullshit. I'm here to make science sexy and I'm here to make caring about your brain and body badass. Most importantly, I'm here to show you how achieving everything that you have ever wanted for your life gets to be fucking easy. Hello, gorgeous humans, and welcome to another week and another very exciting two-part guest episode. Today's episode is with the beautiful Catherine Tonner. Catherine is a style coach. She is a personal stylist. She is a business branding expert, and she is one of my very good friends. This interview, let me tell you, went so far beyond my expectations as to what we were going to speak about and the depth we were going to speak to. And I already had incredible expectations. So it absolutely shifted the way that I began to show up every day since we actually recorded this interview. And I cannot wait for you to hear it. I have been wanting to get Catherine on the podcast for a while now as I have been indulging in her wisdom privately for a long time. You guys have probably seen her on my Instagram. She has styled my shoots. We, you know, she's on my stories. So I'm really excited that we finally made the interview happen so you guys get to experience her as well. In our chat, Catherine goes through her journey as a business owner and her 20-year journey in fashion and owning multiple stores, as well as navigating huge life changes like her divorce and the light bulb moment that led her to taking a leap of faith and enrolling in a course that has now led her to the business that she has created today. She then gives us an insight into what a style coach is, for starters, and how a style coach can actually totally transform your life. She takes us through her process that she takes her clients through. You're actually going to get some really, really practical tips and, much like me, a few kicks in the butts. She is going to help with finding your style and more importantly, building your brand and and going into chatting about the integrity and congruence of a business owner and how that actually starts in the wardrobe. I am so excited for you to hear this episode. So without further ado, I introduce you to the absolutely gorgeous human, my friend, Catherine Tonner. Okay, breaking the fourth wall, but this is our second take because the dogs are driving me insane and they keep taking the cords out, but they're both sitting here with sheepish faces right now because they know they're in trouble. Anyway. (laughs) Hi, Catherine. Hi. 
Hello. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks. We were supposed to start recording about half an hour ago, but it's just been an absolute shambles. This is my life. That's okay. It's life. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be worth it. We'll get a decent episode out, I promise. Lucky they're cute. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's testing. It's testing. Welcome to the podcast. I am very excited to have you. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. At least we, uh, at least you kind of broke the ice the first time around. I know. Practicing. <laughs> at least we didn't report too much of it. I know, which is good. Yeah. All right. Yes. I start the guest episodes, as you'd know, because we just had this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, just wanting to get a sense of who you are mm-hmm. for me and the listeners. Um. And I think the best way to actually get a really good idea of that is to ask what you were like as a child or, or younger you, because mm-hmm. you know you know you're no spring chicken, Catherine. No, I'm not. <laughs> I wish I was, but I'm not. <laughs> um, and that version, that younger you, what yeah. did she want to be when she grew up? Yeah. Okay. Um, so. The younger me, I guess the child me, always wanted to be a kindergarten teacher or Mm -hmm. primary school teacher. Mm -hmm. Um, And as I got older, I wanted to be a chef and be in the hospitality industry. Yeah. So I quickly learned that I didn't want to be in that industry anymore. Um, But always had... You do still find all the good restaurants. So, I mean, there's a sense of still the passion there. I love eating. (laughs) You do do always choose the good restaurants when we go for dinner. So that works. I do, yeah. You know, I have that interest. I enjoy cooking. I love going out and experiencing new restaurants. I definitely enjoy drink on the weekends. So... I've still got it in me, but being a chef, I think no, I'm not. I'm not you, cut you out. You enjoy for that. the other side of hospitality. I do. <laughs> enjoy the wining and dining of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I guess yeah, me as a as a younger kid, I was very, um, I was very happy go lucky. I was always. Um, always on the move. My parents would always, you know, I was very quick. I, mm. you know, always had to be doing the next thing and. And things like that. I was very athletic. I was very sporty. I was a swimmer and a basketballer from a young age mm-hmm. up until probably my early teenage years, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess becoming a teenager, I was rebellious as most no, teenagers are. Not you. <laughs> yes, I was. Yeah, yeah. There's some stories there. Um, so yeah, very rebellious. And then. Um, and pushing boundary, I think, you know, if I reflect on it now, I was always pushing mm-hmm. pushing a boundary, see how far I could get with something. And I feel like all female business owners were like that as kids. Yeah, absolutely. Like we always just, yeah, no rules were followed and always testing how far we could go. Always, <laughs> always yeah, always. And you're Ooh. the... You're not the are you the youngest? No. No, I'm the middle, middle of five yeah. children. Five. So I'm the middle of five mm. children. I suffer middle child syndrome, as we <laughs> have a joke in my family. But yeah, middle of middle of five. So I'm number three. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Number three. Right. Yeah. Okay. So now tell me about you. Who are you? What do you do? Why are you me. sitting on my couch? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm sitting on the couch, but we'll figure it out. Um who am I? I'm you know, I'm 38. Mm-hmm. I've had a, I've had 20 years of experience in the fashion and re- retail industry. I'm a style coach, personal stylist. Um, you know, 
I'm just, I, I, people ask me this and I'm like, I'm just me. I don't know. <laughs> You're still figuring it out. <laughs> I'm, I'm just me. I think we're always figuring out who we are. Yeah. Are we not? hundred percent. You know, I feel like I've gone through three different versions of myself in my lifetime. So um, I guess the person I am now is I'm, I'm reassessing my life as I get a little bit older um, and I'm challenging myself in different ways, but I'm a passionate person. Anything I do, I'm passionate and I'm dedicated. I you know, I enjoy going out for dinner on the weekends. I, I've got a really good, busy, hectic social life mm-hmm. um, and I concentrate on my business. That's kind of, you know, I'm with my family a lot. Family is very important to me. Mm-hmm. So those things that kind of keep you grounded and focused, but then I'll always find time to let my hair down and have good, have a good weekend. Yes, you will. <laughs> always. <laughs> always. Yeah. yeah. So let's let's talk about that, the three <clears throat> versions of yourself that you mentioned. Ooh. Where did that be? Tell me, tell me from the very first version, who was that person and, and where, what is, what got you here? Oh, so many things. Um who, where I started, okay, I guess that would probably be my teenage, you know, my teenage self, my late teenage self when I started my business. That would probably be like the first version of myself. Mm -hmm. I was, um, you know, was in a relationship from when I was 16 years old. I started a business at, I think I was like 18, 19, family business. Mm -hmm. Um, didn't you know if I look back now I kind of thought I had my life figured out and I didn't (laughs) I thought I did but I didn't but you know running a business at 18 years old it's like not a lot of people do that yeah um so and I was in that business for I think about 13 years so it took a lot of chunk of my life and then in within that time frame I you know became a wife Mm -hmm. I became an ex-wife, <laughs> very short amount of time. Um, and, you know, I was still running a business and then, you know, my life changed and I guess come from that I, you know, had this plan of how my life was going to look and how my life was going to be and I quickly learned that you can't have a plan in life. My motto is, you know, have a plan but go with the flow because mm. you never know when when things are going to change. So, you know, there was that version of me who was the business owner, the wife, the ex-wife, the, you know, I was, a you know, I still am a daughter, but, you know, I was in a family business. So it's, you know, there's all those different elements. And then it sounds kind of cliche, but finding yourself, Mm. um, you know, after a divorce and being with someone for majority of your life, you kind of have to then stand on your own two feet and figure out who, you know, who is Catherine, Mm. who is she without without all of that. So then there's that version of myself who um, I guess it took a long time, a long time but not a long time to kind of figure it out and, you know, come into who I am and own and accept who I am. And then there's now this version of me, um, I guess, who's probably changed in the last 12, you know, 12 to 18 months, Mm -hmm. who's this new improved wiser yeah. <laughs> wiser person <laughs> so they're kind of the three different elements of my of who I am yeah. you know who who I am today if I didn't go through all those things in life I don't think I would be 
the person that I am. Yeah. Today. Yeah. Which is really interesting, you know, really interesting when you kind of look back on on your journey. 100%. Through life and business and everything else. How was the, I mean, obviously going through that divorce, you had the business and like you said, you you know, you thought you had it all figured out. How was that? Like how did you navigate that? How, I mean, just, yeah, you know, thinking that it's all all done, you've ticked off all the life boxes and then you basically yeah. had to start all over again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was hard. It was it was hard. Um, I think for a few different reasons. Number one, I think I put you know this expectation on on myself mm. that I had to be this kind of person and that kind of person, and I had this business to run, and it was a family run business, and then I had this husband, and I wanted to do it all. Um, so going through that, and you know, I was. I had a business at that stage. I think I had three store, three or four stores. And I, you know, I woke up every day and I was responsible for other people. Mm. I was responsible for running a business. I was very lucky that I had the support of my family. Um, I had the support of, you know, a couple of close friends as well during that time. But I remember my mum said, something to me once and I walked, you know, I walked in through the back of the store and mm. I just couldn't do it. Like it was just, I was at a, at this breaking point and I was, I remember standing there, I was like, I can't fucking do this anymore. Sorry if I can't swear. But well, you definitely can't. I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't think I can fucking do this. Yeah. Like it's all too much. And my mum turned around and was like, you've got a business to run. You know, you're lucky that you've got something to kind of occupy your time. Whether that's a good or bad thing, mm. it kind of taught me to leave my bullshit at the door. Yeah. And, you know, I think we have some of that experience mm -hmm. where we worked together for a brief time um, and it was like just leave your bullshit at the door and go to work. Mm. Like I'm responsible for people's work day. I'm responsible for paying rent for three stores. I'm responsible for ensuring that my customers are having the best experience. So I quickly learned that, you know, this kind of not a coping mechanism, but a, a way into kind of train my mind mm -hmm. into like I'm at work. Mm -hmm. And it teaches you, I think, resilience, mm -hmm. teaches you to kind of be strong in your mind. So that for me has kind of flowed through in the rest of my life and how I do things. It's that, yeah, no, if whenever you doubt yourself or it's like you question your ability to do something or you are at that point where you're like, fuck, it's like, can I go on? I remind myself like, yeah, I actually can because I've gone through so much stuff, mm -hmm. you know, and I remember customers because I was separated for a few years before, you know, you're actually divorced. Um, and I would, t I never told anyone. I just went to work and did my thing, ran my business. And, you know, some customers found out and they were like, what do you mean? We never, you know, you never let on or you never did this. And I was like, no, because this was my happy place. And I came to work and I, I loved what I did every day. So I made sure that that was for me. That was a place where I forgot about my life for yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And I concentrated on my business. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think that's so, so important. I actually have this conversation with a lot of my clients where mm -hmm. 
you got to find that balance between like you're not ignoring what's going on in your life and you're not kind of like ignoring your emotions, but you're actually just like that's CEO energy when you can show up regardless of what you're processing behind the scenes where you continue Mm. to just be the fucking CEO, be the business owner, know that there's a separation and you can actually have the mindset where you're like, no, I'm, I actually am more powerful than this and there's more that I have that I'm responsible for than just letting it all be about that, you know? Absolutely. Like, you know, I'm sure there were moments where I probably would have wanted mm. to stand in my stores and bawl my eyes yeah. out, um, <laughs> but I couldn't. I had to keep on going and, you know, you lock the door at the end of the day and that's when you have the meltdown mm. and you save for the car ride home. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. But um as long as you let it out, it doesn't matter where it got, is. You've got to let it out. You've got to do it somehow. Yeah. But yeah, it taught me resilience. And, you know, people always, oh, you know, you got married at such a age, or you know, blah blah. And it's like, yeah, but I wouldn't change it for the world. Mm. You know, as a part of my life, it's a part of my story. I'm very I'm grateful and I'm thankful that I had that part of my life. I'm grateful that I learnt learnt all those lessons because it helped me, I guess be a better person, it helped me with my business, it helped me kind of, gave me a good foundation. Yeah. I grew up very quickly, yeah. that's for sure. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And so the divorce happened, you had to kind of, I guess, find who you were. Yeah. How did that, how does that come into play with with what you ended up doing? Um, funny story, actually. <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day. I think about it frequently, but I really thought about it the other day. Um, I think, you know, there's like two standout moments for me. And this is where I think I realized it's your identity is so important. And the clothing that you wear is a part of your identity. So the first kind of moment where I was at, oh, shit, (laughs) who is Catherine? And, you know, was I just, I think I just moved back into my parents or something like that. And it was the first time I was going out and I had to get dressed. (laughs) Like I was good. And mind you, I wasn't going anywhere fancy. I was going to a pizza restaurant. (laughs) Friday night in Carlton, like it was nothing fancy. It was just a low-key pizza. Mm -hmm. But the thing was, it was like, how do I get dressed? Mm. What do I wear? What does Catherine like to wear? And I had a meltdown. Mm. I remember standing in front of my mirror and being like, I don't know what I like. I don't know what I like to wear. I mean, mind you, I dress people on a daily basis. I'd been doing it for, at that point, maybe like 10 years. Mm. Um, But I didn't know how to dress myself. I was always good at helping everyone else. And it got to me and it was like, oh, shit. So not knowing what to wear to go out for a pizza, like I laugh at it now because I'm like, seriously? Mm -hmm. But it was a big thing because the clothing that we wear is a representation of, you know, who we are. So that was a really big kind of shift for me where I was like, oh, what do I like to wear? What does Catherine like to wear? Does she wear heels? Does she like to wear jeans? You know, so... I was very fortunate in a sense where the next day I could get up and go to work and figure out the clothing on the racks in my stores and try everything I'll on. Take that. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, do I like dresses? I don't know. Do yeah. I what colours do I like to wear? So it's that for me was huge because 
everyone I think goes through something like that in some way where I wish I had someone to help me through it. Even though, you know, I come from a big family, I come from a supportive family and friends, at the end of the day, it's our own identity. And I wish some I wish I had someone there to kind of guide me through the little steps that that actually help you to get there to figure it out. And I didn't. I figured it out kind of all on my own, which is fun. Yeah. It's good. Um so that was that was the first part. And then I guess the second one was I'd never worn a short skirt before. <laughs> I'd never worn anything really kind of above my knee. And I'm that I'm talking I'm 29 years old. Yeah. 28, 29 years old, and it was my sister's birthday, and it was summer, and we're going out, we're having drinks, and and I was like, once again, it's like, what do I wear? And my initial thing was go for jeans because it was, you know, covering my legs, and it was my comfort zone. And I didn't. I kind of pushed myself out of my comfort zone, and there you go. I'm pushing the boundaries of myself, mm-hmm. and I wore this like above the knee leather skirt with a tank top. Remember, I remember the outfit. It was a grey tank from Zara, black leather skirt. I had this when statement necklaces were a big thing. It was like this gold and orange and pink statement necklace and I put pink lipstick on and I was like, oh, maybe this is, you know, this is what I like. I was so uncomfortable but everyone made me wear it. They're like, no, you're going to leave the house like this. And I remember I was like this all day, yeah, all day. And then I got comfortable. Yeah, And then it was like, okay, this is another part of my identity that is me. Like mm-hmm. It's a part of me. So you kind of, you're growing into yourself and people are scared to experiment. At the end of the day, it's just clothing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it is, but it's not. Like I was just about to say it's, <laughs> and we'll we'll get to this a little bit later um, yeah. when we kind of tap into your, to your beautiful stylist mind. Um, but it is clothing, but it's so much more than that. You know, when you talk about that, and you talk about pushing your boundaries and and meeting your edges like it is so powerful to mm. be able to do that and yes it's just with clothing but the minute you do that you're like wow it's a it's a whole shift in my identity and it's a whole shift in my confidence and absolutely and who you are and it's just it's yeah i'm excited to talk about the mm. the clothes it's confronting but it's also exciting yeah so you know, even now at 38, it's like my style is changing. It's mm. a forever evolving thing. So as you grow as a, you know, as you grow as a person, as you grow as a business owner, as you grow as a mother or whatever it is, everything's changing. And it's like you need to represent that in what you're wearing mm. because, you know, what I was wearing two years ago, three years ago, it's like doesn't exist in my wardrobe anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, of course. You know, it's a it's your identity. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. So you had the bis- the family business for fourteen years, thirteen years. Yeah, so. something like that. Yeah. 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 And then what came after that? Um, a very big life pause for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I travelled overseas for the first time. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think I'd done a couple of little trips, but. I'd never, you know, when you run a business from 18, 19 years old, you don't, you know, I didn't go to uni. I didn't, I didn't have that uni lifestyle. I didn't travel the world when I was 21. I didn't, I was solely focused on, you know, on business and having these things ticked off my list, like getting married and yeah. da 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 da. Yeah. So 
here I am with like the world, uh, this world of opportunity. So I went traveling for, I think it was like three months, three or four months and ticked all the places that I'd wanted to tick off my list. I took a bit of a pause, to be honest with you. I took a bit of a pause. I thought I wanted to get back into owning my own store, Mm -hmm. which I tried for a little bit and looking back on it now, it's probably the wrong wrong thing to do Um, because I just was not in that mindset. Um, And then... And then I started working for, you know, other retail brands and other other fashion companies, mm-hmm. um, which I enjoyed. I enjoyed it. People would always say to me, you know, I'd sit in an interview and sometimes even now it's like, oh, how would you go working for other people <laughs> when you've owned your business for so long? And in my mind it's like, oh, mate, like, I know what goes on behind the scenes of running a business, so I'm really happy. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm really happy coming to work, doing my things, speaking to customers and going home at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I worked for about, I think it's been five years, obviously COVID, lockdown, the fashion retail industry was non-existent. But, yeah, I think it's been about five years that I've been working for other retailers and fashion brands. In six months, you and I could be in Bali together. We can be doing some yoga while our private chef is cooking up a delicious breakfast before we dive into some life-changing conversations and workshops that are going to change who you are forever. The Emeralds retreats are happening on the 20th of November and the 28th of November, and there is not going to be an experience quite like it. Think self-discovery, personal development, business workshopping, expansion, and bougie holiday all mixed into one. You, me, nine other powerful as fuck human beings will spend four days together in our fully staffed luxury villa living in the highest frequency vortex while we experience activities, workshops, and conversations that are going to leave us coming home as completely different humans. There are only a handful of spots left in the retreat. There is a link in the show notes and there are payment plan options to suit anyone ready to make the commitment. If this episode is anything to go by, you want to be there. You did the styling, you started the styling course in in that five years. I did actually, Yeah. yeah. We'll backtrack a little yeah. bit. Forgot about that part. <laughs> forgot about this business. I, I, forgot, I forgot about that part of my life. Um, yeah. So I guess when I when I decided that I thought I wanted to open my own store again, mm. I remember sitting there and I was like, "What am I doing with my life?" Like <laughs> I was really questioning what I was doing with my life, and then all of a sudden, bless. Um, Facebook advertising, I was scrolling and there was this ad that popped up and it was um, the Australian Style Institute. And I was like, oh, Australian Style, what's the Australian Style Institute? You know, I was really curious about it because if there's one thing that I could take away from owning my business, it was I would, you know, I created this environment, I guess, and this destination where people would come in and it wasn't just about 
trying to sell them a dress mm-hmm. or letting them buy the top. It was really creating that relationship with them. And I have women that would just come and, oh, my God, and I did this on the weekend. How was the outfit on the weekend? You know, you have those kind of conversations. You build those relationships. And then I thought about it and I, so I looked into this course and I was like, oh, okay, you know, personal styling, blah, 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 creative styling. I was like, yeah, tick the box. Like my creative brain goes a million miles an hour. And they had this information that now I'm, yes, I can speak, I can talk underwater, mm-hmm. I can talk to a customer, put me in a room with people that I don't know. I can, you know. I'll find out your life story in five, ten minutes. I'm very good like that. But I think at that point of my life, doing something for myself scared me. Putting myself as an individual into a room of unknown people really scared me. But once again, I pushed those boundaries and I tested myself. I was like, you know what, I'm going to go to this information. I'm going to see what it's about. I was curious. And so I went and I sat at the back, mm-hmm. in the very back corner, <laughs> I remember. <laughs> and I sat there and I was, you know, I was running late because I'd just, I'd closed my store, you know, that it's always the way. You need to leave somewhere on time. You get a last minute customer. So I was like, fuck, I'm running late. I don't want to be late. Got there, sat in the back corner. And I listen. I was listening to, you know, the panel and the the owner, her name is Lauren DeBartolo. Mm-hmm. I'll forever be grateful for her. Um, love her still to this day. I love listening to her speak. Um, and at that point I was like, I have found where I am meant to be. Oh, my God, like, that's I, awesome. Yeah, it was just like this moment of like she's talking my language. Mm. It's finally someone that kind of. I can understand or I can relate to or that person can relate to me. So I sat there through that information evening and there was like this little pamphlet in this booklet and before that even finished speaking, I was like everything was filled. I was like, yeah, take my money. Here's my credit card details. Here's yeah. the information. Like I'm done. I'm Sign me up. And I did it and I pushed myself to do it. In high school I was a kid that, would sit at the back and, yes, I was a little bit naughty and I would speak and I'd tune out. And I went to this course and it was a five-day course at the Australian Style Institute. It was um, person, the personal styling portion of the course. And I was like, I've been in retail and fashion for how many years? I've self, I was self-taught. Like mm-hmm. I taught myself everything. And I was like, no, I'm going in there and I'm going to pretend I know nothing. Mm -hmm. And I was the, for five days straight, I sat at the very front, (laughs) didn't say a word, asked the questions. I was engaged because it really, there was something in there for me that I guess resonated with me and I wanted to know more. I was hungry for it. I was ambitious and my brain was, you know, Mm. my mind was expanded. I I always say once once your mind is expanded, you can never kind of go back yeah and I was like yeah this is where I need to be and I did that course and it was probably one of the most life-changing courses that I've done because I was in the right spot I was in the right place and it just like it just felt right mm. yeah it's I don't know if you've ever experienced yeah no 100 like but it's I was just thinking as well like it's so funny that you know you see yourself 
as the student, right, going back to all the times you were a student, I was exactly the same. And it's funny for me because I'm like <clears throat> in school, I was always getting kicked out of science. I was always get, I like, I was, we used to have a science teacher and I'll never forget him. And he would give out essays mm. and he would literally like, if you got caught talking or if you got in trouble, you'd have to return an essay to him the next day. And it was like a thousand words on, mm. on whatever you were got, whatever you got to caught talking about. It was yeah. like, he had to write a thousand word essay on it. I reckon I got an essay every week. And now it's like, it's so funny because like, I am now like science is my life. Like I'm like investing in all of these science courses, like I'm about to start a neuroscience degree and I'm like, it's so funny when you think back to yourself as a student and like what it was like in those conditions. But like you said, when you put yourself in a place where you're like, no, this is it, like this is mm. this is something for me and you actually put yourself into that expansion, it's like you you can't go back from that. It's a whole different, you get to see yourself in a whole new way. Absolutely, yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. And then I did the creative or editorial creative course not long after that. And then that's just like, that was just like another layer. Yeah, that was yeah. like, really? I started photo shoots yeah. and, you know, doing all this fun stuff. Like, yes, this is so up my alley. Mm -hmm. And I think everything that I'd been through up until that point, it was really funny that led me there. So I, you know, I thank myself that I, I pushed myself to do something like that because that's not anything that I would normally do. Mm. Yeah. So you did the course, you found this just whole new level of yourself. Mm. You're working for other people at the time. Mm -hmm. What led you to then just going, fuck it, I need to do my own thing <laughs> other than <laughs> other than me in your ear every day? <laughs> um, yeah, that helped. <laughs> that helped. It took me a while. <laughs> Look, you know. I think the term imposter syndrome gets thrown yeah. around so much. But, you know, when you're your own worst enemy sometimes, mm -hmm. it takes a little bit longer. And, uh, yeah, I was working for other people and I loved, you know, I loved that I think because I never did it as a kind of, you know, in my late teens mm. or my early 20s, I never did that. So that was fun and it was such an experience because I've learned things that I probably never would have learned I've about business, you know, I've learned things about business. I've learned things about myself, even, you know, that I actually am capable. I'm pretty good. <laughs> I'm pretty good at all right. You know, I'm pretty good at what I do. Um but yeah, so I worked for other people and, you know, I was I remember sitting there at one point and I was you know, looking at all of these people that I did this styling course with and I was like, oh, my God, you know, like look at that person and look at that person. They're going out and they're already doing it and here I am, you know, working for other people. But if I look back on it now, I needed to do what I did in order to actually realise that, yeah, I am, I know, like I know what I'm doing. Yeah. So, you know, getting back to it, working for other people, it, it's really funny because I think as much as I love like retail, I think it's great. It's it's a part of my industry. It's a part of my world. Um, I'll always probably go back to it mm. because I really do enjoy it. But also, you know, retail and personal styling or style coach, they're very different. Mm. It's you can have, you know, there's this thing of, you know, in-store stylist and, Yes, 
but also no. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. they're very very different. Um I think the reason I'm I you know, I was so good in that industry and I performed so well is because I had that I had that experience of my course and I was able to kind of translate through that I was tra- able to translate that through to customers and it's that you see the transition of of someone in a store that you're serving and it's like the penny drops and they kind of go, oh, oh, okay, you're not just trying to sell me a dress. Yeah. It's like, no, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're not just trying to sell me a pair of jeans. It's like, no, I'm, I actually know what I'm what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's that there's that part. It's, it's the same but it's so different. Mm. And I think, you know, being in retail on a shop floor, you don't have that opportunity to build – a relationship with that client because sometimes it can be such a short-term thing. Yeah. Um, I'm very lucky. I have a lot of clients that I've worked with over the years from my retail industry that I was able to kind of build that relationship with. So that kind of gave me some fulfilment in that sense. But what led me to this point to say, fuck it, um, I think I realised I just don't fit a mould. <laughs> I don't fit a mould. I don't think I ever have. I don't know if I ever will. Um, <laughs> the teenager in me, you know, pushing the boundaries yeah. is, you know, would come out at a time. I think, yeah, it's, a, it's, yeah, it's kind of a hard one to answer because, it's not that I hate, you know, I don't hate the retail industry. I actually really enjoy it, but there's so much more to to fashion, to clothing, to retail, and it just comes down to that personal styling element. People get so overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I would look at customers in the stores and say, you know, can I, you know, the whole typical, can I help you with something? <laughs> um, and it's like, no, and then they sit there and they say, Oh, I just can't find anything to wear. And it's like, oh, I know, you know, in in my mind, it's like, I just want to like hug you and be yeah. like, you know what you're looking for. You just haven't figured it out in your own mind yeah. yet. Um, you know, it's helping them through that, through that journey of of finding, you know, I know it's clothing and it's simple and some people think, oh, whatever, but it's actually so much more that comes that comes with that. So yeah. it's huge. But yeah, I think what led me to kind of pull the pin on working for others is I don't fit a mould and I have so much to offer. I would have customers being like, can you come and walk around with me all day and help me shop? And I'm like, I, yeah, yeah, I could actually. I, I, could, <laughs> I could, but I think I would get in a lot of trouble yeah. if I did. Um, and, you know, I found myself always being like, oh, you know, like, no, we, act, I can't actually help you today, but go to this store and go to that mm. store and look for that and look for that. And they'd look at me and be like, what are you doing? And it was just in my nature. It was just, it was, it's always been like that. One of my sisters always said, I, you know, you're meant to be this overseas stylist dressing yeah. celebrities. I'm like, I don't think I'll go that far. <laughs> but um, you know, I've always had this skill, this talent, mm-hmm. without even sometimes having to try. Mm-hmm. I've put an outfit together. I can, you know, I can walk through a Zara with my eyes closed and pull pull an outfit together. It's easy. So mm-hmm. I've always just had that thing in me where it's been easy to do it yeah Mm. you do you have this just I remember the first shoot that you styled me for 
um, you like put a oversized blazer on me, and I was like, Catherine, what the fuck? I look ridiculous. <laughs> and then you're like, just wait. And then there was like a little belt, and then you put like a necklace, and then you rolled the sleeves up, and you're like, done. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just like those little details where you're like, you just know, you just yeah. have that creative aspect of it. It's mm. really cool. And people bypass those little things. Yeah. And you know the saying, what's the saying? Like the little things are always the big things, or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. it is. It's yeah. like. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Um, so tell me now, you know, you have finally started the business. <laughs> finally. <laughs> How has that been? Um, it's been a journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been a real journey. It's um lots of self-doubt, <laughs> lots of have I made the right decision. Mm -hmm. Um, and once again, I'm really thankful I have supportive family and supportive friends um, and some really good clients who make me realise that, yes, I am doing the right thing. Um, but, yeah, so it's been a journey, I think. I From where I started to where I am now, I think even just as a person I've grown and as you as you go through it, there's things that you kind of go, oh, no, actually I don't want to do it that way anymore. Mm. So you learn so much as you continue to grow, you know. Um, there's one thing Lauren from ASI always used to say, it's like green and growing. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, if you want to continuously build a business and continuously improve, you do need to be green and growing. I, you know, I'm constantly listening to things or trying to learn something different. So I'm, you know, I'm rebranding myself at the same time as helping other people do it as mm -hmm. well. So, yeah, it's been a journey. It's been a journey, but it's good. It's yeah. all exciting. It's um, I'm just kind of sinking my teeth into it. I'm not, I'm not letting the little thoughts get into my mind. I'm just like, yeah, nah, keep on going. Yeah, just keep on going, keep on doing it. Yeah, I yeah, love it. which is really exciting. It's exciting once again. Exciting, scary, nervous, all the things, all the above. But yeah. it's really good. I feel like I'm on that right path. Mm. Yeah. I think you are too. Thanks. Finally. <laughs> um. <laughs> Finally. She did it. Finally. <laughs> Honestly, it started 12 months ago where I, where I was trying mm -hmm. to kick you out the door. <laughs> no, I was too dedicated. <laughs> I was too dedicated to my job. <laughs> no, nah, you're right. I mean, like everything, obviously everything happens for a reason, cliche, but like, you know, it, I – Never would have met you if you were already doing your own thing. And Absolutely. we, you know, we wouldn't have had that time together. And, you know, now we are very close and I get to bully you into doing things and ignoring your imposter syndrome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when I say, I just want to throw my phone. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> You're fine. Yes. Or bully you into taking content out the front of Chadston. Or <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, posting photos when I don't really want to. <laughs> I was saying to you before we started recording, it's like I could talk to people about themselves forever, but mm. me talking about myself or like having to take photos of myself or posting Instagram stories, like, no thanks. Yeah. No, th I'll do it for everyone else, but for myself it's kind of like, yeah, no, I'm good, yeah. <laughs> which is something I need to change. But we'll get <laughs> there. things we'll work on. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah. So let's chat about you and the human behind the business. Mm -hmm. What do you do that is, you know, now you are, especially now you're navigating this whole new 
I guess there's no routine anymore. There's no, like, you just. Oh, <laughs> God. I am a very structured person. Yeah. <laughs> um, last time we had dinner, you were like, um, I st- I'm struggling not to drink on weeknights because there's no routine. <laughs> I know. I know. I stopped that. <laughs> it was quite unhealthy. <laughs> you know, that's fun. You do. I had to do. I had to celebrate for a few weeks. <laughs> you were on holidays. You still had your annual leave. <laughs> I know. It was great. <laughs> it was great. What do you do now to to look after the human? What are your some some of your non negotiables? Um, my non negotiables look after myself. Um, I learned a really long time ago that you've got to make time for yourself. Mm. So for me, you know, waking up in the morning and having my coffee and just not talking to anyone is heaven. <laughs> um, so just don't talk to me. Yeah. Just you know, let me focus. There's that, there's making sure that I'm, you know, taking an hour or whatever it is to go for a walk or go to the gym. And, you know, if I'm walking, I'm, I oddly, because this is so unlike me, but, you know, I listen to morning affirmations. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's just unlike me, but I'm doing it. Um, (laughs) And I'm actually getting to a really good habit of doing it, which is great. But yeah, you know, making sure I'm taking that time for myself in the mornings because that just sets you up for a really good day. I try to do that whole 5 a.m. thing, like mm. just not for me. Yeah, no, it's no. not for me either. <laughs> I like my sleep. You know, I like my it sleep. It is still the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, no. There's not even an inch of sunlight. I don't <laughs> know how do people do it. It's like, no thanks. No. Um, but, yeah, you know, making sure I'm looking after myself with, you know, eating well. Balance. For me, I think balance is a really big thing. You know, I went through a separation. I became obsessed with exercise and diet and things like that as much as it was good for me because it occupied my mind and occupied my time. You can also get a little bit obsessive with it. So for me, making sure I'm just balanced everything, Mm. just a, a good balance of everything, but definitely you know, the non-negotiable is whether I go for a walk or I go to the gym, I make sure I do that and that's my me time. I, you know, I go to my beach house maybe like once a month or once every two months if I can find some time and just really switch my brain off. Yeah. Switch my brain off and just take that time to kind of go, yeah, I'm on the right track. Am I doing the right things? What do I need to do? What do I need to focus on? Or just like sleep. Yeah. <laughs> just sleep literally switch sleep my spread. brain off and sleep yeah i love it yeah what is the vision what's the future look like for you and the business yeah that's that's exciting <laughs> <laughs> that's there's a few things going on in the background at the moment what's the what's the official business name is it is it just you i think so yeah. for now yeah for this part of my business mm-hmm. my brand i think you know, and that's a whole other topic of conversation, which mm-hmm. I'm sure we're going to get into. Um, but, you know, one of my sisters is my, you know, sl- business coachy thing slash mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, so she really reigns it in because uh, my brain goes a million miles an hour. <laughs> so at the moment, <laughs> yes, the business is just me. Yeah. But there's always been, there's always been a couple of things that I've wanted to do and I think now is the right time to kind of do it because it's an extension of everything that I do. Mm-hmm. So 
some people have said, you know, you've got to open another store. And mm -hmm. I used to say, no chance in the world. Yeah. Now I'm like, maybe that's yeah. a good idea. <laughs> uh, maybe. So, you know, never say never. But, um, yeah, for now it's really kind of just, I guess, getting everything to where I want it to be before I expand into other things, but those other things aren't too far away. Mm. So, you know. We've always had this discussion, you know, I'm always wearing accessories. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've all, you know, I have an obsession with accessories. Um, so that's a little bit of it, whether that's me or I do it under a different thing, but there's always, there's always other little projects going on in the background. Yeah. Yeah. So I think in the next 12 months, maybe I'm going to say 12 months. Yeah. There'll be a few extra little bits and pieces that it. all kind of fall under this bandana of, I guess, a brand. Mm -hmm. So it's exciting. Yeah, yeah, this is exciting. Yeah. You know, I've got lots of ideas for you. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yes, we could talk forever. Yeah. <laughs> we could talk forever. Okay, well, let's actually move into <clears throat> I want to actually tap into your brain as the style coach now. Yes, and let's talk about, I guess, yeah. Let's let's start with what is a style coach? Thank you so much for allowing me to be in your ear holes today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited that you chose to spend a little part of your day listening to my podcast. And I am so grateful that you are here. You are more than welcome to go and follow, subscribe, rate, review, share, all of the things that podcasters are supposed to tell you to do. But what I would most want from you is if you listen to this episode and you thought of someone in your life that you think could benefit from it too, just share it with them. Because there's nothing more powerful than actually sharing the tools with people that they're going to help and that they're going to inspire. That is my life's mission. So if you feel that there is someone who is going to benefit from this information, that's all I ask of you. Have a wonderful day. Love you, bye.